Hello, I'm your host, Melanie Gordon, and this is Fierce and Free. I've been starting and building companies for over two decades, and I'd like to help you navigate the entrepreneurial path, avoid the pitfalls I tripped into, and reach your full potential. Cozy up each week to hear stories and tips from me, my husband, and business partner, Jeff, aka Flash, and our guests on building a badass company culture, rocking your sales and marketing, and finding your North Star. We hope that what we share helps others avoid burnout and take a shortcut to a more fulfilling life. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now let's enjoy the ride. Hello, hello everyone. I'm your host, Melanie Gordon, and I am here with my amazing husband and business partner, Flash. Yeah. How are you feeling today? Feeling pretty good. Good. We, we placed a big order at BevMo today for pickup. It's going to be happy hour after we record this episode, I feel like. It could be happy hour yeah. now. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you guys on what your uh, what time your happy hours have been yeah. starting. How are they longer your... than an hour? <laughs> <laughs> Is happy hour going to be renamed as we know mm. it? Happy evening. I mean, that's an interesting happy thought. Happy late afternoon. Yeah. I don't know. When I told the lady our order today at BevMo for pickup, she looked at me and said, I hope you brought a large vehicle. That's what she said to me. And you did. <laughs> yeah, I did. We have a truck. So there we go. Thanks for tuning in again today. We are talking about the comparison trap and how that can bring you down, you down, your team down, your product team. Comparison trap as it relates to tech crunch. I've said this before to friends and colleagues and on a few panels and TechCrunch is a new source for tech startups and I truly feel like TechCrunch can be the people magazine for founders and leaders and often your employees. What do you think yeah. I mean by that? Well, I, I would say that um, a lot of people pick up a people magazine and they read about beautiful, rich stars and they think, well, why? Why am I not like that? Why can't I be like that? Mm -hmm. I wish I had their life. It's so rosy. Yes. Unless it's the breakup issue or whatever. But um, Co-founder conflict. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but same thing for founders with companies. Oh, this company um, is, is doing great. They're crushing it. They're up and to the right. They can't do wrong. Oh, my gosh. My company. It's a struggle. Yes. It all is. Yeah. The comparison trap, why? So I was looking around, preparing for this episode and just saying, why do we even do that? And people are constantly evaluating themselves um, against others. I think uh, it says here, according to some studies, as much as 10% of our thoughts involve comparisons of some kind. That's a scary thought. Um, social comparison theory is the idea that individuals determine their own social and personal worth based on how they stack up against others. That which, is... Which the internet has not helped. No, it doesn't. And so I think I wanted to talk about this today because it's something that I struggled with. I'm not completely cured of the comparison disease, but... I've worked really hard not to, and one of the sources that I realized was adding to that was TechCrunch, and then I just started calling TechCrunch as the People Magazine for founders. Um, it's really easy to fall into how your competitors are doing against you, um, and 
it just leads to being nothing is ever good enough. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, you're feeling unhappy, but it leads to you feeling like nothing is ever good enough. That's not really a great place for you to be with your team. So I did a quick little example here that we wanted to talk about. I literally clicked on TechCrunch homepage and brought up, I wanted to show this to Flash, right? So this is um, a company that recently raised money. I mean, bravo to them. This is no, again, this is no cut to this company, but do you want to kind of share what, from your perspective, what you're reading here? Bonsai raises 1.5 million to help students get professional guidance via virtual one-on-ones. I mean, first, congrats to Bonsai for still raising 1.5 million dollars in this climate. But moving on from here, if we are in this space, so it looks like, what does Bonsai do? New online platform virtually pairing students and young professionals with mentors in professional fields. Um, launching, so they're just launching mm-hmm. and ne- announcing their funding round. Um, so I think, let's say hypothetically that you and I were running a company that was somewhat competitive to Bonsai. Mm-hmm. We're already in crazy uncertain times. And you wake up to a few alerts on your phone about a competitor who's raised $1.5 million. And let's say we've only raised, um, put in $50,000 of our own money. We're and trying maybe, to build a little initial product. Mm-hmm. And they've, they've now just raised this and they're launching. We're already way behind. I, we might as well give up. We might as well quit. <laughs> yeah, so I think that consequences here, especially being that I've been someone that has had challenges with this in the past, is it led to me really questioning maybe our product wasn't as far enough as it should be. Um, and that trickles all the way down to the people on our team and demotivating them. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it a little bit touches on our, our last conversation on uncertainty. If, if people can feel that from you as a leader, they will, they will feel it themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've come to you in the past with, you know, hey, our product needs this, this, and this because our competitors now have this, this, and this. So, yeah. I mean, what the heck? <laughs> and I want Quit it done tomorrow. my roadmap. <laughs> and I want it done tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, reactionary, you should not run your product roadmap in a reactionary fashion. So it should not be, we're going left today and right the next day. And it's because- Why? competitor A is this, competitor B is this, well, a product roadmap should be based on your company strategy. It should be informed by that strategy. The strategy is set at the upper level. Here's the direction we're going. Here's the next, you know, one to three years, maybe. Here's how we'd like to grow and change as a company. And then that informs what needs to be built. Um, Certainly things change, you know, nothing's ever set in stone from a roadmap and the roadmap should be a flexible document. Um, But changing it one day to the next or one week to the next or one month to the next because oh competitor a added this feature and competitor b added this feature um so the pressure comes from say you have a reactionary ceo which i've 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 never been that i've never met one of those yeah yeah that competitor a has feature xyz and now my vp of sales and my sales reps 
certainly. Have you it, heard that can, before? Yeah, certainly. I would say <laughs> it, it can often come from sales. These because these news articles get spread around the office. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you have your top sales rep saying, well, I'm not going to be able to, to sell and, and crush my goals anymore if we don't get what the competitor gets. Yeah. And that's valid. Uh, but it doesn't mean 180-ing tomorrow. It likely doesn't mean 180-ing tomorrow. You shouldn't ignore it. Uh, you should analyze it. You should see how it's different or plays into your future strategies. If you need to make adjustments, you should, but you couldn't. You can't jump from one side to the other uh, or you'll never ship, ship anything. Yeah. And I would say, yes, sales is often the impetus for this, but they're also the ones on the front line talking to customers, trying to get them to pay for your product. Mm -hmm. And so they, they can't be ignored. They shouldn't be ignored, but... What are some good ways you feel like our team or other teams that you've seen are able to make leadership or sales feel like they're being heard and listened to and that that feedback is getting yeah. ingested into the So that the can be making sure that the avenues for which product ideas are bubbled up to whoever might be the product owner or the product manager are open and clear and everyone has access to them. So that could be a Slack channel for product ideas or product requests. We've done that. Uh, it, it Oftentimes those can be referenced back to specific customers or recorded conversations if you have a CRM that records your, your calls where a product manager or product owner can go and listen and, and understand what the customer is actually asking for. Mm -hmm. It's hard at times to really understand what a, what a customer might be asking for. You might jump to the conclusion that they're asking for X when really they're asking for Y. Um, and that's where the product people should excel. The salespeople, mm. you can't expect to excel at that. Yeah. So what you want to try and get at is what is the customer actually saying and asking for, not what does the salesperson think the solution is. Right. Or what does it say that competitor XYZ and TechCrunch article, now they have all these features and yeah. that's completely and, and, what the market needs And now. do they actually have them or are they just talking about them because they think it's going to puff uh. up the piece and that's what helped them raise money and it's a future thing and who knows oh, so if it ever gets built. PR can be... A little misleading. A little maybe misleading. Sometimes. That's an interesting thought. Thank you for reminding me of that. Yeah. That's PR, public relations. <laughs> so what, as a, as a CTO, as a technologist and a chief technology officer, you've answered into some mighty, mighty CEOs, more than one in your life. And so what do you say to those where they, you know, leadership or VPs of sales are being reaction, reactionary to articles that are out that... XYZ company just raised 10 million and has all these new amazing features and now they have to go back to their sales team and, you know, communicate back to them. But they're saying we need this now and yeah. we're being very reactionary. I mean, how, what are kind of the pitfalls and how can, how can you delicately maneuver that without yeah. coming off like a... A no person? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no person. Don't even ask because it's never going to get done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I would point back to features are not your product. Your product is the value that you bring to your customer. Ooh, that's a good one. And 
if you just focus on, well, I just need this one feature. I just need this one other feature. I just need this other feature. You're not, you're not involving your strategy as a business and where you want to go and where you want to take the business. Yes, everything boils down in the end to we need to build this feature to do X, Y, or Z, but you should point back to your strategy. How does what Mel Gordon, CEO, is asking for fit into the strategy or how does it not? And if it doesn't, great, let's lead a conversation about if it should. Mm -hmm. Exactly, yeah. I think too, kind of going into back to the article that we pulled up on Bonsai raising $1.5 million. And let's say you and I are running a competitive business where we put 50,000 of our own money in. You know, it's, it's normal to feel de somewhat deflated. Maybe there's lots of you out there that just don't and you see that as more juice to, to kind of rev your engine, but it's tough. Mm -hmm. And um, you have to be really careful about I think investors, I mean, how many investors and friends were sending us articles every day about your industry, about this competitor, about that competitor. And as I was thinking about, thinking back on all of that, um, how, how bombarded I would get as a founder with, with all that information. And I think that what's really important is that be a racehorse. Everyone is running a different race. And I would get bombarded from investors and friends and other CEOs looking out for my best interest saying, oh, did you see this? Did you see this? Did you see this? But it's really my responsibility to myself and to our leadership team and to our employees to choose and build my own filter around what I wanted to do with all the news that was coming my way without it, you know, just stopping me in my tracks. Yeah, I mean, you absolutely read them take information from them, use them to, to fuel your creative ju or competitive juices. But if you have a business and it's a good idea or it's a good business to be in, you're going to have competitors. Right. <laughs> and frankly, the better business you're in, the more competitors you will have and the more information you will find out out there about that yes so you know you're not going to build a massive huge successful business and never have a competitor it just doesn't exist in yeah. this world we've had that conversation with a lot of sales teams too that's a good good tie into that i think this actually ties nicely into one of the next points we wanted to make was you know when you're falling into that comparison trap against other competitors and you're getting pressure from other teams in your company one thing to zoom out from that leadership can do and, and zoom out is aim for personal best. So what I mean by that is what have we achieved so far? What progress has the team team achieved so far compared to month over month or quarter over quarter or year over year? Not how are we doing against all of our competitors? Yeah. So learning how to measure yourself differently, not just by revenue numbers either, but by progress. Also, focusing on how you're different, right? So there's always that trap, that comparison trap that's like you, your product has to be exactly like your competitors in order for you to sell. But we've been in lots of great meetings with our product managers and marketing managers where it was like, hold on a second, guys, time out. Let's focus on how we're different. Yeah. Right. Everyone wants... Ours does everything theirs does. It's cheaper. And then it does also these other things. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> um, 
it's going to be rare situations when that's actually going to be correct. Yeah. Yeah. And then one of the last points that we wanted to make today was don't compare yourself with someone else's middle. I think that's a huge, mm-hmm. huge note when Expand you come across. That. Well, when you come across these articles on TechCrunch or VentureBeat or whatever news you might be reading for your company or industry news, it can be really hard. Like we're giving the example here where, let's say, Bonsai raises $1.5 million and they're a year in and we're two weeks in. You know, they're at a Got way their, different their, stage. Their maturity. Got it. Yes. That's, what you, that's what you mean yes. by middle. Yeah. Don't compare if yourself you're an, if you're with an someone early else's startup, middle. Don't compare yourself with a startup with a company that's been around for four years. Yes. Yes. Got it. And that can be very difficult to do when you open up TechCrunch tomorrow morning and you see that a new competitor that was never on your roadmap just raised a $40 million round. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I think a better thing to focus on is, are you making your customers happy? Mm -hmm. Are they gladly paying you for your service or product? Uh, are they asking you, hey, it would be great if you could do more for them? Yeah. That means they trust you. They value the solutions you bring to them. We just want to thank everyone for tuning in today. Be mindful of that comparison trap. If you or someone on your team is spreading that TechCrunch articles all around <laughs> the office saying, look, 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 they raised this or they have this feature and we don't and just be mindful of these pitfalls and remember everyone's running a different race aim for your own personal best focus on how you and your team and your products different and please stop comparing yourself with someone else's middle Um, thanks for tuning in we will catch you guys next time Thank you for listening. Hit that subscribe button to get notified when our new episodes come out. In the meantime, check out MelanieGordon.com. Again, that's Melanie Gordon, M-E-L-A-N-I-G-O-R-D-O-N.com. Melanie doesn't have an E. So checking out MelanieGordon.com for more resources and to get in touch. We'd love to hear from you and learn what topics you'd like us to cover. See you next time. Mm-hmm.